Hello, and welcome to the Brutiful Hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, this is the weekly recap. I am Nick. I am here by myself today. You guys are going to listen to me talk into the microphone for an entire hour. But I did bring a friend along, and she's going to fill in everybody about what has been one of the craziest weeks in craft beer in recent memory. Uh, this is Jen, a.k.a. Hello Brutiful PGH on Instagram. And uh, I think that's really it, other than Twitter every once in a while, and she doesn't really log in there. So, Jen, hello, thank you, welcome. Hello, thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> I am so excited to talk about Beer Week. <laughs> I feel like we have so much to talk about. I feel like we've seen each other like seven days in a row, and like it's like too day. much. It's like too much. But it, but it's, it's not. It's That's truly the thing. not enough. <laughs> truly not enough. I gotta say, first off, first off, just just getting right into the conversation here. Both of us, mm-hmm. without without talking to each other, nope. pick, we picked the same beer mm-hmm. and the same glass. The from, same. Mm-hmm. From across Allegheny County, uh, so I gotta raise a glass, and this glass. Yep is the permanent hangover three rivers beer week collab entitled uh the gateway titanic clipper mm-hmm. as those in the know know that you got for from the kickoff event we yes. got this for with our ticket to the kickoff event which really this is probably my favorite glass of all time i don't know if i i think i maybe told you this before but i love the gateway clipper i'm like a little bit obsessed because they have the best mashed potatoes, in my opinion, in the city. <laughs> and I, I make my husband take me on it like at least once a year because I think it's so fun. So when I saw this glass come out, I was losing my mind. Dude, I am fucking flying, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, the the permanent hangover, guys, being of the the Pittsburgh uh, cut, right? Like they're they're cut from the Pittsburgh craft, right? Um, they really nailed this glass and I fucking hate Titanic. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Why? Okay. So th- there's a story. There is a Let's story. Get into okay. It. So <clears throat> I was 11 when that movie oh, wow. came out. Oh, wow. This is a big story. All right. No, no, no. This that totally ruined my 11th birthday. Um, mm-hmm. so basically the story is, you know, when you're 11 and you're a dude and you hear about boobs, you're like, all right. Cool, right? Oh, uh, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, w- the story goes, like, I had a birthday party, and it was fun. It was a great time. And then, like, one of, one of my friends was like, hey, we should watch Titanic, because it was, like, out on VHS then. And I, I don't really know the time frame, to be honest. I cannot tell you when exactly it came out versus when my birthday was. But I remember, like, vividly, that we all took like a time out from my birthday party to watch a four and a half hour epic movie. <laughs> and it ruined the entire day because we were all just sitting there waiting for a scene that was literally like 13 seconds long. It killed the flow. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. But that's what, it, that's what you do when you're 11 years old is you, you you're looking yeah. for boobs. I know, I, and so I mean, <laughs> that's how you like, that's your only memory of the Titanic. It that's really just, it really yeah. just put such a, but but also, I've read reviews of the movie later, and one yeah. of the, so one of the ones that I read literally this week was the funniest, was that 
Rose is actually the villain. Oh. And so this whole, like, it was just a Tumblr post. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just this, like, person rants about a movie for seven sentences, and then you feel like you just saw the eyes of God because it just woke you up to something, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so <laughs> this guy was like, hey, Rose is definitely the villain in this movie because Bill Paxton is trying to uncover this diamond for, like, 30 years, yeah, and, and he gets her on the boat, and she goes, "You know what? Nah, fuck this dude," and throws it into the Just water. Just throws it in the ocean. <laughs> like that was how I evil mean, really, do you, you have to be? She it. tells this whole story, and she gets everybody like hooked on it, and yeah. she, and then at the end, she's like, "Nah, fuck this guy," and throws the or, diamond in the water. Or does she want him to find it because she knows he's looking for it? Instead of just giving yeah. it to him, since he's so she's invested like, I need in to the work. search. Yeah, I need to make you work for it. I get that. I get that. Anyway. I still think Titanic is terrible, even though I really do like James Cameron movies. Yeah. And I think James Cameron is a great storyteller. I think that his cinematic, uh, uh, like, um, what's the word? His cinematic, uh, like his style. Yeah. His swagger. I don't, I, I I don't know how to say it. I really don't. I don't know, Um, uh, movie words though. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say it's it's something like French, like his his like accoutrement, you know, mm. but that's not what I mean, because accoutrement is just like adding on to like, no, but I, I think that James Cameron is a fantastic uh, director. And I think uh-huh. that he really tells a story in the way that like makes me want to watch it. Mm-hmm. But fuck Titanic to death and <laughs> and Celine Dion. Celine Dion too. Yep. Oh no. no That's no. where I draw the line. Sir. I get it. I get it. You know what? My wife loves Celine Dion too. Don't no. she All is right. she is a national treasure. <laughs> For Canada. We're gonna claim her too. You know? <laughs> I think that that's fair. Oh yeah, okay. We'll trade Brian Adams. For Celine All right. Dion. All right, that's, that's uh, fine. <laughs> done deal. But uh, seriously though, uh James Cameron. Uh, who also was he, uh, he was Terminator, right? Terminator is a fantastic movie. Oh man. I believe so. I was going to say alien at first, but I, I, I don't think it's alien. Um, we should look it up. Yeah, yeah. We should definitely Google this on the podcast. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Terminator is a fantastic flick, right? And, and avatar for what it was, was very ambitious. I, I didn't yep. like the movie myself personally because yeah, I thought it was over the top. I thought it was a little too kiddish. And I think that James Cameron can do better. But Well, yeah, I think with both of these movies, with Avatar and Titanic, in a way, they're kind of a product of the times. So it's really hard to look at them now and think that they're really good movies. But, like, back then, if you remember, like, the whole part where the ship breaks apart, like, that was all CGI, and they were all, everybody was very obsessed with the way that they had designed that whole thing. And the same with Avatar, that was a new sort of type of Everything was 3D, and yeah. yeah. No, I get it, like, yeah. You went to the IMAX, and you saw it on, with the With the glasses and, and everything, yeah. yeah. It was like, a whole uh, it was thing. a very, like, you were engrossed in the, th- the film. Now, right. I myself cannot see 3D because I did have eye surgery when I was very young. Uh, So Uh I have no way of processing 3D. But 
at the same time, I was really like excited to see the movie because it was a James Cameron movie and it was Mm -hmm. supposed to be this all encompassing, like very profound, you know, a very fancy copy of Ferngully. Exactly. Famously, the original story. One of of my favorite children's movies, which is still a terrifying children's movie. It Um, is very terrifying. That's like we watched a lot of terrifying movies. I feel like in the uh, the time where we grew up. I would say I okay. So the to to piggyback off of that, it's it's got to be the Land Before Time is is the saddest. Oh, it's it's an absolute depress fest. Oh my gosh. the reason why depression exists in millennials is because the, the every Land Disney Before movie Time started exists. with the, the death of a dying. <laughs> exactly. Bambi, Land Before now, Time. I will say, I will say, Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Now, now, Frozen is a modern retelling of kind of a Snow White kind of vibe, right? Right. But, but they still kill the parents right away. Exactly, and and I mean, what are they thinking? We're all sitting here going, yeah. But but even if your parents are alive, you're like, oh my god, this is still very traumatizing. Like, you know, there's a lot to be said for what you're exposed to as a kid. And we had mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy. We had uh, <laughs> we had South Park. You know, like yep. uh, there's there's a lot of fucked up shit that we watched. A lot of and our parents were like, yeah, it's cool, it's a cartoon, it's fine, we're good. <laughs> You know, it's all making sense now when I really think about it. And you're putting all of these pieces together. Right. <laughs> that is why we're drinking this triple on a Monday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm going back to work tomorrow for the first uh-huh. day in seven days. And oh, I got to say. I forgot you took the entire week off. I got to say, I, I feel bad Amazing. because I didn't hit near as many events as I should have. Yeah. Um, so this is the reason for the season. Right. The the whole idea behind this podcast tonight is Three Rivers Beer Week, right? This is something that has been missing from my life for what, three years now? Maybe four? Yeah, since 2018. Okay. So three years ago was the last time they did three uh the the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so Jen, as a as a newer influencer in in the 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 scene let's say Mm -hmm. so you your instagram page did not exist the last time that pittsburgh craft beer week happened that is correct neither did my podcast Ah. uh uh, well no that might not be true it might have it might have existed a couple months before pittsburgh craft beer week okay anyway the point is it feels like it's been 84 years. <laughs> oh, I thought you did not like the Titanic. And there you are. No, see, no. Quoting Titanic. So I feel like anything you said before just got thrown out the window. It really but, did. It really did. Yes. But so, but also, that's one of the most iconic lines in movie history from the 90s. Let's just yes. put it out there. Okay, that's. It's it, it's my favorite meme over and over and oh, over again. It really is. Uh, it is. So, it is. Well done. But but that that's full circle. This is a great transition. Yes. As as Alex would would definitely not approve of. It's a great transition. <laughs> <laughs> so So did you go to Craft Beer Week? Did you go to it prior? I know 
I know that I had gone to a couple of events and the only one that really sticks out to me was the um, nugget nectar release was rolled into it in some way. I feel like there there was like something like, or it might've been Trogues in general did a release that was rolled into the Pittsburgh craft beer. That's the only thing that I can think of that like stands out to me because it was so uh, compartmentalized. It was very like uh, just thrown together. It was like, if you were building Legos without a plan, you know, Mm-hmm. And that's really a good example because here you have Trogues, which is in Pennsylvania, which is great. And we all love Trogues and we very much appreciate a nugget nectar, but it's not Pittsburgh. And my, my impression, I, I didn't participate in beer weeks in the past, but my impression from this week is that they were like super focused on our breweries, like our 44 breweries in Allegheny County. So it seems like maybe that was a little bit different. Like you yeah, see, no, and it, like Trogues and other places kind of bopping in and out. It was like very central to Pittsburgh. I want to say that the only thing that throws me off about this, and I, I do want, I need to talk about this mm-hmm. as, as a craft beer podcast. Why did they pull in Asheville right now? Now I, I understand why. Okay, but I but for the general listener, for the person who doesn't understand what's going on here, why would you do a collaboration with Asheville, North Carolina for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week or Three Rivers Craft Beer Week? And the one thing I got I I need to shout it from the mountaintops or the, you know, the overlook uh <laughs> is mm-hmm. They were doing their craft beer week this week as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think that anybody played that up enough or at all. No. And I yeah. think, and I think that's a missed opportunity. I think that we should have had tap takeovers or, you know, at least like a couple of taps at like certain events or something like that, that were devoted to both of these guys doing the, the craft beer week thing uh-huh. at the same time, because Asheville is fucking wild when it comes to yeah. craft beer they're insane you mm-hmm. name off the people that are part of the Asheville community and it's like a who's who of craft beer that you should right. know about right you've got burial right. you've got um apparently it's just burial in my mind that's all i can uh, think of right now too <laughs> what's happening <laughs> uh, no 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 no. but you've got burial you've got uh burami uh you've got uh i don't know if i said that right but I said it, so there it is. Um, it's out there now. But that's the it thing. Exists. like These these breweries that collabed, I don't even know who collabed with 11th Hour for the Craft Beer Week collab because it's just Asheville Craft Beer Week. And yeah. don't well, get me their wrong. Gu- their guild, their version of the guild. Yes, exactly. Collaborated. And uh, there were a couple other ones. Grist House did a collab with uh, another brewery down Archetype. there. It, it, Yeah, it's a yeah, okay. And I think did Dancing Gnome do one too? Yes, that's right, that's right. They did uh, one with Dissolver. Yes, the Dissolver one. But the other one was uh, with Bearded Iris, who is from Nashville. Uh, Nashville. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so like that one was a little bit obscure, but yeah, but but I get Dissolver because they have a uh, a or an Asheville tap room. Right. Yeah. And I, I think what they wanted to do was pull people in. 
So beer week is great, but I think they really wanted to say like, we're doing beer week and there's these collabs with all these other really cool breweries. So maybe you should come. Yeah. And, and my understanding also is that they, there's a lot of similarities between our guild and their guild, just, you know, similar ideals and, and things like that, which is why it meshed so well. But yeah, it did kind of seem a little bit random. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) I, I, I think you need to lean into it more. And I don't, right. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I honestly, mm-hmm. like, I like the beer and mm-hmm. I love, I love tasting collaboration beers personally. Me too. That's one of the biggest things that, that drew me to this community, right? Is, is the idea of having somebody influence somebody else who may be doing the best that they like the best thing in the industry might be this brewer's beer, but then you have this other person come in and influence it and like change right. it and make it their own, but also keep it going. That's what I love about like the all together beers, the, yep. um, the black, black is, is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Um, what, uh, brave noise, even brave noise. Of. She knows beer now. Yeah. And that's, and that's really what, like what kind of captivates me about this idea is that these two cities who have nothing to do with each other, right? We don't have a rival football team. We don't have a whatever else. And I mean, I mean that realistically, like I'm not just throwing that out there because like a lot of, a lot of places can get together over sports, right? That's something that's easy. A lot of people can get together over food, right? You have cheesesteaks from Philly. You have, uh, chopsticks from uh new jersey like that kind of like you know what i mean like uh, that's that's kind of the give and take there but there's nothing that says collaboration like beer mm-hmm. and it's yeah, weird totally to say agree. it that way you know because i don't i don't want to like single anybody out but like having been around the industry as long as i have and and really enjoying everything that gets put out there's not a lot of collaboration between cities, right? There's a yeah. ton of collaboration within the towns. There's people that do brews and like, uh, one of the ones that always comes to mind is the, uh, 12% project out of New York. I don't know that. So they, they brew, they're a, a nomad brewer, right? Like it's, it's like a, people can come in there and brew. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, uh, incubator. I think for lack of a better term, but okay. they, but they do like abomination. They do, um, oh, who farted okay. and like for, for big distribution. Right. Okay. And so you can go there, you can brew and you can, mm-hmm. uh, distribute outside distribute. of your footprint. Right. And you don't really get that in a collaborate, uh, collaborative way. Right. You only get it in a, okay, you can go here and do this. Like where, I I mean, who farted is a brewery that is out of the absolute most remote part of Ohio that you can think of. Like they are just a boring ass city in the middle of nowhere, Marengo County or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell it is. There's nothing there, but apparently there's a pretty decent craft brewery, right? Nobody yeah, is going to hear about them. <laughs> right. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I love who farted. I love their the beer is very good. Their beer is exciting. They do wild things. Their can art is funny. Their yeah. name is funny. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate the humor. 
Exactly. And there's no point where I would think that they're going to get outside of that little podunk town, maybe 20 miles, 50 miles, whatever it is. And yet they paired with 12% and 12% said, yeah, we're going to get you all across the East coast. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That's collaboration. So that's kind of like a, a different type of city to city sort of situation, but it's not collaborative. It's just like cities coming to one place and then producing their own separate product. Yes. So yeah, you're right. Like we see a lot of collabs in our city and this 476 beer is kind of the first one or it's been like two separate cities really coming together. Like the whole city. It's not just like one brewery collaborating with this brewery. It's like, we're going to bring our malt from North Carolina. You bring your malt from CNC in, you know, Pittsburgh, and then we're going to make a beer with it. And so I just thought that was so cool how they went about that whole thing, even if it was kind of random. Yeah, no, I, I, and that's what I think missed the mark was that it wasn't as hyped as it should be. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think they should have played that, aspect up more and yeah not to say that they did a bad job of it because this week was phenomenal and we'll get into this week that. was phenomenal we'll mm-hmm. definitely get into it but, but we're gonna start off with the hard truth and the right i don't i i <laughs> i literally have no qualms with whatever went down all i'm saying is i just think that there should have been more hype about this there should have been better yeah. there should have been better build-up because this pale ale is something you're never going to get again, that you're never going to see be a regular tap at a tap room. Like this is something that's exciting for Pittsburgh. It's something that's exciting for Asheville. It's a, yeah. it, it really is like a buildup of two societies that don't really have anything to do with each other. And they're coming together and we're making this badass product that really is just a, a collaboration of minds and, and, and hearts and all of this stuff that just goes along with craft beer and it should be celebrated more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, at new year's where they have, they're in New York city and the announcer's like, and now we're going to go to Atlanta and see what they're doing. They have like a party in Atlanta with, you know, whatever the news station is. It, we should have, that would have been kind of something neat where there's like a party going on here and a party going on there. And then we have like some sort of Zoom thing so we can actually like see each other. That would have been something to kind of bring it all together. But oh, I, I agree with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Just like a craft beer week celebration. Like, I, I mean, I understand that obviously it's not going to be nationwide. It can't be nationwide. It's, it's gotta yeah, be, no. it's gotta be like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, realistically we would all die of alcohol poisoning if it was just we would. Like nationwide. We were close. There's just we too many close people already. <laughs> hey, Hey, I thought what happened on Sunday night was between you and me. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> We survived. We're we here did. To tell we did. We did. We. I was upright on Monday morning. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I. I gotta say though. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I think it was misrepresentative. I, uh, uh, well, that's that's a rude way to say that. I'm sorry. I mean that it was underrepresented. How, how yeah. cool this collab yeah. really was, because and it was so good. 
Yeah, I, the I beer was great. Good. Yeah, like uh, for so the thing is, I don't even want to say for a pale ale it was good. I want to say for a beer it was good. I thought it was really. I really enjoyed it a lot. Like more than I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't. It's not that I expected it to be bad, but I just didn't expect to like it as much as I did. When we were at that first pour event, I literally would try something and then go back and have the pail. And then I would try something else and then I would go back and have the pail. Yes. It was, it was like a great. Over and over and over. And the thing is, it, it's not an exciting beer. Let's let's call it what it is. All right. I, I, I'm one of those people that I will tell you right up. I am never reaching for the pale ale if it's something rare. Okay. Mm. This one I was reaching for. Every time it was on tap, I was having it. You know, I, mm-hmm. for example, the, uh, the six pack event on Sunday, right? We mm-hmm. went, we went back to dancing gnome after getting all six stamps mm-hmm. and they had the four, seven, six on tap. And I was like, you know what? Give me a half pour. I, I need to try this beer again. And yeah. it really is like a celebration of beer because it's something that everybody can approach without having this qualm of like, oh, it's a 12% uh, imperial mushroom, ma- uh, you know, mashed potato stout. Like, no, nobody's doing that. <laughs> but but it being a pale ale really screams that it's, it's opening up the beer world to people that maybe aren't interested in craft beer or maybe that, mm-hmm. that really want to expand their horizons from something beyond uh, Miller Lite or Bud Light or whatever. And that's where I think they nailed it. Is yeah. They were like, yeah, you know what? This is the beer that we're going with. And everybody else was like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. We're putting it on tap let's everywhere. Let's make a beer yep, that we're all going to drink. Definitely, because if you do something like special, like let's just say you're doing a collaboration, I think sometimes people go nuts and they're like, we're going to make this huge whale of a beer. It's going to be a barrel, da-ba-da-ba-da, imperial stout, da-da-da. Not everybody's going to like that. And especially if you want to distribute a lot of it all over the city, like people, it's not going to she's not going to sell as well, I think. Right. And I, yeah, like you said, I think they really hit it out of the park with this one. I was really pleased about it. And I did the same thing that you did. Every time I went somewhere, like looking at the list, looking at the list, I'd usually try one thing from the brewery that they had that was new or whatever. And then I go right back to the pail. (laughs) You're right. And and that was, um, okay. So at this point, I think we should probably pivot into some of the events that we went throughout the week yeah because yeah. in talking about it. in talking about 476 i think we've already hit on some of the events that we went to mm-hmm. and it, it it enhances the event it doesn't take away from the event which is i think what it was intended to do right did did you have a favorite event i did yep absolutely We'll, okay. We'll get to that. What was it? <laughs> no, I'm not telling you. No, 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 no. I We're did. Gonna, oh, I most certainly look. did have an, a, a favorite event for sure. All right. All right. Um, but, Where but, do you want to start? So you went to a couple more events than I did. Honestly, I got to say, this I is the reason why more, but. I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Call me out for being old. Damn it. <laughs> um, no, but if I'm being completely honest, there were a couple of nights where we just kind of hit our limit and 
that's okay. You don't have to keep yeah. going if you don't want to keep no. going. That's the best part about no. this. And there are so many events that you don't really feel like you missed anything until mm-hmm. the next day when somebody goes, you fucking missed everything. <laughs> and that was you to me mm-hmm. on Friday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Not afraid to tell people. When no, out no, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, all right. So I, I got to say, we got to do this in chronological order. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's the easiest way to approach this, right? So, over a month ago, at this point, right? There was, uh, what's today? Today is October 11th. Okay. Just about, uh, I'm sorry, under a month ago, but about three weeks ago, right? They did a Zoom uh, happy hour with the Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Brewers Guild. And you were a part Mm -hmm. of that. I signed mm-hmm. up for it, but I had to work that night and I couldn't get on. And and that's my fault. But they were doing uh, kind of a rundown of what's going to happen, right? And so uh, fill me in on that because obviously I wasn't there. Oh, the rundown of the... Yeah, I, I want to know what the, the buildup was. I want to know what the what the exciting things were, what they were talking about, what the, what the hell was going on. <laughs> I mean, the primary thing was they they really were building up the first poor event, which I think was the coolest thing. So just kind of pumping up that a little bit, showing everybody the website, which I thought was awesome. And I actually, I went to the website a lot because there were Same. so many events. It was just like so hard to keep track of, even on Instagram. Yeah, no, and you're there, right. Because there's so many breweries. So anyway, they they introduced that a little bit. Um, they talked about the uh, glass, and I believe they gave away tickets to the first pour. They did. They did. Mm-hmm. At some point. So I think that was kind of like the gist of the whole thing, just introducing it. They did talk about the Asheville collaboration, and um, yeah, I think that was the main thing. I was on my way home from work, so sometimes I log in, but I'm actually just listening as I'm driving home. So I don't know if I caught all of the details, but I think that was primarily what what it was. I mean, that that sounds fine to me because honestly, I like if I could log in while I would while I'm working, it'd be great. But I am customer facing, so it's not that easy to, you know, watch a live stream and, and talk to somebody. So the idea of the the craft beer week has been kicked around and built up and and really just this like snowball effect to the point where it was like it, it was critical mass when it happened, right? Like everybody was just so hyped about it. And the first poor event, I think, kind of fell flat in advertising, but it over delivered in execution. It just definitely over delivered. I'm just going to throw that out there. I again, I know some of the people on the board for the the Brewers Guild, and I love you guys, and you guys do a fantastic job. This first pour event was the most confusing thing online for a while, for a while there, and then all of a sudden it got clearer. And I really think that if it had been clear from the start, I think it would have been more hype train. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that people understood that you didn't pay for beer at this event. Like you just, yeah, you paid one sum and then you got in and you drank as much as you wanted. It was and a beer fest. Yeah, it exactly. was a beer fest. Uh, and next I, year, 
nobody's going to be able to get tickets. Right. It's going it to sell out. Literally, in three so months. awesome. Yeah. That no one's going to be able to get it next year. Everything about it, top to bottom, was so cool. And like, yes. So, Sarah works Monday through Friday, right? And this event was on a Tuesday night. Yep. And I bought her a ticket and I was like, look, we're going. I need you to understand it's, it's a beer fest. It's basically all you can drink for four hours for 50 bucks. And I don't think anybody else got that. Like when I bought the tickets, I wasn't sure I got that to be completely (laughs) honest. And, and after going and like we stood in line for maybe 10 minutes to get into the place just because it was, you know, it's a process to scan the ID, scan the yeah, code, get your wristband, get your cup, you know, the whole thing. But once you're inside, it is a free for all. And all yeah. of the brewers from the Brewers Guild are hanging out. How fucking yep. cool is that? Like they're just they hired the around. stewards. Yep. They hired yeah. the stewards of beer to do all of the pouring so that they could just mingle and talk to people. And it was awesome because, you know, you see, who was it? Um, Mikey from Necromancer yeah. said like, Hey, how are you? I'm like, Oh, great. I feel like I've seen you a lot. He's like, yeah, but I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've talked to you from behind the bar before. <laughs> and I said, Oh my gosh, when you put it like that, I think you're right. Yep. And so that was just, for me, that was just like, Oh my gosh. Like it was such, it was so nice for everybody who is normally working to just kind of have a break and like enjoy things for once with everybody else. Cause you know, in August or September, they've been pouring for like four weeks in a row. Yeah. Cause they had beers of the bird, then they had barrel and flow. And then some of them had other beer fests like elsewhere. So it was just really cool to be able to, to talk to everybody during that time. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that stood out to me was like I walked up to a couple of the dancing home guys who I do know outside of dancing. Oh, you never talk to them. That's but, <laughs> that's but like, my secret time. Well, no, that, that's not <laughs> what I mean. And you know it. And you just just shut your just shut your mouth. You you shut your mouth. Uh, so what I meant was um, some of the newer bartenders were there. Right. And, and some of the guys that I, I've only ever met through the guys who have been there for a long time and being able to like stand next to them and like share, like, like just share conversation. Like you and I, we stood around the table with um, Andrew and uh, Chris and the, like the whole experience was just very real. It was, it was much more like Mm -hmm. a, a, like a conversational thing. It wasn't, it wasn't this forced bartender customer type scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's the very same, that's the exact same vibe that I get from Mikey. And I, like you're saying with Mikey from Nancy, uh, from Necromancer, he's one of those guys that you can have the same experience across the bar from him as you can. If he, if there's no bar, right? Like he, yeah, he's just he's one awesome. of those, he's just a genuine person. Yes. And honestly, like one of the most, loving people, just, just super friendly, super fun, super uh, excited about being alive anytime you Mm -hmm. run into them. And that, and that's like the best part about these events is that you get to see people that are out of their element. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that they're, they're expanding their element. You know what I mean? And Mm. 
And that's what's great, like, especially because you and I are both kind of in this, like, fuel by hops umbrella. Yeah, right? we are um, industry adjacent is what I would call it. Yes, exactly. That is, like, my new favorite word. <laughs> I, I like to say that I'm just fucking industry because, well, uh, <laughs> swagger. Uh, but <laughs> uh, no, but uh, that's that's really the uh, the the difference is that mm-hmm. we are kind of on their level, but not. You know what I mean? Like I would never say that I'm on the level of the people that serve my beer, but I will say that the people that serve my beer know who I am. And well, you free you are frequent patron and supporter of our local craft beer community. So exactly. Exactly. People know who you are because of that. Right. And, and I'm not going to say that I'm going to show up to a bar in Erie and they're going to be like, Oh, that's uh that's a, don't, don't, don't like make him mad, you know, but that's, that's what I like about Pittsburgh is it's so close knit. And mm-hmm. like, I know that, and I, I, this is not a flex and I, I hate to say that because honestly, I'm, I just, I've never, I've never felt like I needed to flex on anything. And I, I don't want to, because if I show up to your place of business, I plan on spending money, but mm-hmm. I've gotten free beers from places. I've gotten free beers from places that I know I don't deserve them because we talk shit on them. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to be real, real damn honest here for a second. Uh, for the six pack, which is the Sunday event, we'll get there. Don't worry. We're going to get yeah. there. Don't yeah. Don't worry. We're going to get there events. eventually. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I didn't pay for my first round of Christmas and uh, I probably should pay double for that because we've talked some shit on Grist house, but yeah, but you've we also love them. We love spent them. a lot of money there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I will for say, the other thing know. is the other thing is we only got one round at Grist House, so I didn't spend yeah. any money. But I also oh, did nice. but I also did have cash on me, so I did tip. Okay. There you go. And that's, that's the important and thing. And I think that that is more important. Don't get me wrong. I still like to pay people for their services. And don't get me wrong, I will absolutely pay for a beer when I buy a beer. If you don't want to charge mm-hmm. me for that beer, that's fine. I get it. But I'm also strictly ready to pay you for it. So if you are giving me a free beer, then I am definitely tipping you the amount of that beer plus my regular tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Because I know that in this industry, there are points where you will get negative tipped. Whether it's whether it's people being annoying, whether it's people's with from people, trash humans. Right. Right. And I, I don't, I don't mean kids specifically Pittsburgh beer dad, you know what I'm talking about, but I also don't mean dogs. I don't mean uh, groups of people that are larger than 10. I don't mean any of that. I, all I'm saying is you will get the money that I decide was worth the service plus whatever I paid for. Mm-hmm. Even if it isn't what I'm charged for, that's what you're getting. Yeah. Okay. That's great. I think it, I think more people should have that mindset. And I think I, these are all discussions that we've had throughout the pandemic. I mean, we understand that people are not getting paid enough. They're overworked. There's a lot of shortages. So I think that's really an important message, but that's what was cool about the event is again, the people that you normally see 
when you're getting your beer, you're, you're able to really sit down and have like a good conversation with. And that's what I noticed. And the event wasn't packed. It, we got beers like right away. Yep. I walked right up to where I wanted to go. There weren't like a ton of stuff that was done pouring by the time we got there. And I, it was cool. It was cool for me in that there were a lot of beers that I wanted to try over the last year that I just didn't get to because I'm trying to just like take a step back and be like, I do not have to be everywhere and I cannot be everywhere all of the time, even though I really want to. Right. So stuff like double vanilla, uh, black clouds that came out and all the burn your suit, uh, 11th hour anniversary beers. Like I didn't go buy any of that, but I really wanted to try them. And then the breweries like brought it, man. They brought their good shit out of the cellars and I got to try stuff. And that was just really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was probably the highlight of the event was the, the amount of space that you Mm -hmm. had because most of those beer fests are so crowded Mm. and so um, hype driven Right. Yep. That you're, that you're overwhelmed by like, what do I get next? What do I do? I have to try this. I have to try that. I, I, have, to, I, I, have, to, I have to, I have to, you know, the whole time you're confused overall by the fact that you just don't know what's going on. And, right. and this one was very like uh, pragmatic in its execution. Right. It was, there were a ton of people there. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. there, it never felt to me like I was, overrun by the amount of people and even waiting in line to get uh, the Siberian highway from grist house, which Mm. they popped at an hour that was not the beginning of the festival. It was still like, okay, I waited in line for 10 people in front of me or whatever. And I got the pour that I wanted and I really enjoyed the beer. I was super excited about it. That was one of those Mm -hmm. ones that was like, this is on my list. I need to have this beer. But yeah. the the stewards of beer did a great job, and and the guys oh, they did great. Like the people behind the beers were knowledgeable, at least. And I mean, oh, it was yeah, it was sure. maybe a little bit like, oh, what, where is it at? Where is it at? Type of thing, because there were they were all cans, and if you look at the top of an aluminum can, they all look the fucking same. And yep. I get that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the 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 first pour event by far was one of the best organized, albeit yep. albeit a little bit cumbersome for getting pours. Everything else about it was incredible. The 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 atmosphere, the music, um, albeit yeah. a little loud for me, but I'm an old. We say that every time we go anywhere. We're like, mm, if this was just a little less loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ari Cole killed it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it like the, the list was awesome. Like listening to the mm-hmm. music, I'm sitting there dancing along with stuff and I'm a white guy. I am a white guy <laughs> in my thirties. Well, you're admittedly and... not a dancer. No, that's absolutely a hundred percent true. You're I do not, not dance. A dancer. And and I was still sitting there grooving to, you know, some of the seventies music he was playing and like everything was just cool. Like the whole, yeah. the whole atmosphere of the first pour is something that I want to experience again. Me too. That, that space. I did, I have never been to the Pennsylvania before. Me either. Me either. It was um, beautiful. So I will say 
to piggyback off of the beautiful outdoor space, uh-huh. I I almost thought there was going to be a dress code. Really? Yeah, because apparently indoors, like when you go to the Pennsylvania, there is a dress code. There's a there's a restaurant, and apparently uh-huh. you have to, it's like black tie, like not not. Ooh. Maybe not exactly black tie, but like you have to be dressed up to go in there. You can't just show up well, in a t-shirt goodness. and jeans. And I mean, me. Oh, that's exactly what I was wearing. <laughs> same, same though. But like, I showed up and I'm like, uh, this seems like a little bit out of place, and maybe I'm not so meant to be here. But at the same time, like everybody was welcome. Like it was just a super fun time. Like. It was a super fun uh, time. I can't say good I enough good about it. it. I wish it wasn't on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's my biggest thing. We, we should have done that Saturday before and made it like a bottle share with yeah, the, or even like a with Sunday. the brewers. Like it would have been yeah. Oh. But it was Tuesday was hard. Like I I took two hours off of work because I usually work until seven, and that that worked out perfectly. But at the same time. It was a little bit of a, a shuffle between Ben and I trying to get there and who's going to drive and we don't want to take two cars and so on and so forth. But that that would be my only criticism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, everything else about it was, was phenomenal. I think they did a really good job and I will definitely yeah. be, I mean, I'm the type of person that has enough vacation that I can just take off the entire week anyway. So oh. I'm definitely going to do that next year. Good uh, for you. But... <laughs> oh come on now all right so let's move into the actual beer week all right the week the 6th through the 10th yes so the 6th of october through the 10th of october was three rivers beer week and on wednesday what were the events do you want me to tell you all the events or do you want me to tell you the events I went to? I don't care. Whatever you decide. Because the events that you went to are probably more exciting than what I did because we didn't go to any. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll just ha- I'll just tell you what we went to. So the plan was to all go to Blockstoberfest at Old Thunder. Right. But by the time I left work, the messages I was receiving were abort abort it's wild here so apparently there was like this huge line that wrapped around the whole building of people trying to get beers there so what we did instead is we went over to the pumpkin fall fest at inner groove and they had a band there and they released a couple of pumpkin beers they had the 476 on tap so and alex came with us yeah so we grabbed we grabbed a couple of beers there and just hung out for a while. But, you know, I was getting a little bit of FOMO. So towards the end of that night, I said, let's just swing by Old Thunder one more time. So we swung by and I, I just, those, their uh, steins looked so cool. And I really wanted to try their um, Oktoberfest. I think it was a Marzen. So we swung by and, and had a beer there. And, and that was kind of cool because it, it was a... Uh, you know, it was kind of like after hours party at, at Old Thunder. So there were a lot of like industry people there having a, having a good time. And it was nice to say hello to everybody and and have a beer. And, and, and then we went on our way. And so Wednesday was my night to DD. Uh, so I didn't get too wild. But yeah, that's what we did. But there was a bunch of other stuff going on. Like Spoonwood had an autumn fest. 
Uh, let's. I have the website pulled up. I'm just peeking. War Streets. Oh, that's right. They, they oh, were, yeah, they, they reopened. Were open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which they reopened. Um, I don't know if, have you ever been to War Streets? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Beers Pub might be one of the coolest, like, quiet, cool places of all time. Mm-hmm. And their food's incredible. They their do a lot of, so they, they do a ton of German fare, right? Mm-hmm. Like they do the schnitzel, they do the the spetzel, like the the pretzels. The beer pretzels are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then War Street War Streets is adjacent to Beer's Pub, right? Like the, it's yeah. all it's all one building. They're all connected, yeah. And I don't know. I I, I just feel like everybody overlooks them and it shouldn't yeah. be that way. Like they should definitely be getting more hype than they are. Well, now you can overlook them because if you've got the guide, like the stamp book, right? You go if you go to a four one two, you walk right across the street and go to Beer's Pub, and then you can pull an audible and head down to Four Points, and it is literally all in the same block. Yep. Like if you're looking for a fun Saturday, there it is. Go no further. Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere but Western Ave. No. And you can and you can get lunch at uh, Modern Cafe, and they have a bunch of uh, craft beer on tap. Like, it just that whole that whole neck of the woods is just yeah. unreal to me. How close everything is, right there. Right, and if you play your cards right, you might see a sea eagle flying over. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, and that I mean, realistically, right around the corner is Allegheny City. Yeah. No, it's I mean they're like, a little ways away. It's it's like a a few it's city about blocks, a mile. But mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's a good like pre-gaming for the Steelers or yeah. like, a, like a pit Saturday kind of game. Like yeah, there's honestly it, very cool. Uh, so you can just hop the T from the north side and go right into right the to city the stadium, for the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's uh what's next on the? Uh, what's next? Um. So that was Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Thursday. What was Thursday? Oh, I, Thursday was my night off. What did you do on Thursday? Wait a minute. Hold on. What what events were Thursday? Because I'm pretty sure we All went right. to. Thursday was the something. Appalachian Sugar Can Release at Grist House. That was their collab with Archetype Brewing. They... Uh, Trace had the brewery band showcase where they had actual people that worked at the breweries playing. Oh, I really wanted to go yeah. to, but I had to miss. Yeah, that was that was the one that I wanted to go to, and we couldn't get out for it. Yeah, um, I have had some household problems this week, <laughs> and all of them have involved. It's really not nice for you to call Sarah a household problem. <laughs> it's actually very rude. <laughs> Well, my dishwasher broke, so I had that. to slap her a couple of times to get her to. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm sorry. That was that was out of line. I apologize. I mean, That's, I, I <laughs> sorry. That was that admitting was, you're wrong is the first step. <laughs> I so I have to say that the the event that we went to on Friday kind of offsets that, and I don't mean yes. it that way. I, no, I, really I get it. Don't. 
I'm sorry. You know what? No, else? no. Uh, so Thursday we had. Uh, so I was I was doing some roofing because we've had some leaks in the roof. That's why we didn't go out on Thursday night. Um, House I, I is falling apart, man. It really is. Everything is involving water, though. That's the worst part. That's the worst so, thing. So we have a we have a leak in the roof on Thursday, and I get up on the roof and I'm I'm tearing apart the shingles and I'm trying to keep everything so that I can keep using it. Most everything went smoothly, uh, mm-hmm. except I forgot to buy the piece to put on the stack. So I don't know if you know anything about roofing. But yeah, uh, there's a plastic there's a plastic nipple thing that goes over the stack, right? And I had to okay. I had to buy one of those. And the only job that I had before I started the project was to go buy this thing, and I didn't do it, right? So my dad okay. comes over, he's helping me out, he's he's coaching me through this because my dad is much more handy than I am, and so he's kind of walking me through how to do this whole like take the shingles up put down new uh, waterproof sealant and put the uh, the cone back on the stack that comes out of the roof. Mm-hmm. And of course I didn't buy the fucking cone. So I had to go out to home, go out to home Depot. And by the time we were done, it was like seven 30 at night. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, fucking, I'm fucking done. I am 35 years old. I am not going out at eight o'clock yeah. at night. If you don't not already anymore. have a plan by seven thirty, there is no way you're going anywhere. Exactly. So we I did can not speak go from anywhere. experience. We did not go anywhere on Thursday night. Okay. So yeah. Again, the joke comes back to me slapping my dishwasher to get her working again, and the idea is on Friday night, Necromancer has their Brave Noise event. And so yes. therefore this is something that absolutely does mean the world to me because my wife is in the industry. Okay. Uh, you, you, Jen are in the industry. You are a friend of mine. At this point, we are friends. I'm calling it. We are friends. And this is something that absolutely needs to be touted more than it is way more yep. than it is. And I, I, as a, as a white cis male, I got to, just get out there in front of this and say, I make those jokes, but it's also very inappropriate. And I apologize for that. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was hoping to be funny with that and you laughed and therefore I think it's okay, but that's not really okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's call it what it you is. You know, we all have our inherent biases and, but, but you go, you, you know, you think you do also value things that are really important, like this whole, the whole brave noise release yes, party. Exactly. And that was, exactly. And that's really why awesome I wanted to thing. be there. Mm-hmm. And, and necromancer, I think, I think I read this somewhere, but there were only 99, I think only 99 breweries that participated in this collaboration. So when you think of, um, when you think of all together and you think of, Black is beautiful. There were like thousands. I want to say thousands of breweries that participated in those initiatives. And the important thing about this one is that it was really there to help raise money to fight against discrimination towards, you know, I believe it's, it's pretty directed towards female and female identifying people, but um, I don't know if it also includes like other, 
other diversity populations. But anyway, right. but uh, I don't think it matters. Cause. I don't think it matters. No, it I, I think matter. I think brave noise needs to be across everybody. But yeah, so but it's it, cool uh, that they're doing that. And yeah, so what I what I what I want to say is uh, obviously my wife is not the dishwasher. I am because. I I like to do. Nick, you're cool. We can we can move on. <laughs> you're doing good. You're fine, man. <laughs> I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But <laughs> what I really mean is the so the brave noise movement is something that is absolutely important and has been gaining traction. I don't know if you saw this today, but McKellar actually did have no. a statement about that McKellar SD or McKellar uh, McKellar Copenhagen, like okay. the legit McKellar. Uh, yeah. I say legit with quotation marks, but the, um, so MBCC is going on soon, right? And a lot of the breweries that are a part of it also, like, uh, I don't mean a lot, but I mean some of the breweries that are a part of McKellar Copenhagen, mm-hmm. their beer fest, the uh, McKellar, uh, I forget what it, it's MBCC is the yeah. acronym. Um, a lot of the breweries that are part of this have also brewed um, Brave Noise, and apparently McKellar has not yes. has McKellar has not come out and said anything about any yeah. of the accusations against them, which is totally fucked up. First, I did off, see that today actually, but they apparently but did like, they did ahead, address they they did address it today, and and um, I know Collective Arts was one that I read separate from McKellar that was like, yeah, we're pulling out of this fest. Like we're not doing it because I think they're the only, maybe one of the only ones that did that. That was the first one that I saw. And I I haven't really been on social media for a couple hours because I was hanging out with my parents earlier and a big thing, but whatever. Anyway, point being point being that McKellar has done some really shitty things Mm -hmm. and they absolutely should be paying for this. And the way that they pay for it, is that these breweries don't show up. And yeah. the yeah. only the only local brewery that I saw on the list isn't even that local, but it's Voodoo. Oh. And I know that Voodoo is employee-owned, and I know yeah. that you absolutely cannot show up to this festival if they have not atoned for what they've done. Like, yeah. that absolutely just doesn't fly with me. Because honestly, mm-hmm. Voodoo makes some of the best beers out there, and I, mm-hmm. I have a, I am a, a collector of their barrel age stuff. Like I have two on the bar. I have a couple underneath the bar. I, this is, it's unreal to me mm-hmm. that you cannot stand with your patrons, with your employees, with your friends, your family, and and go up against money making at this point. Yeah. That's that's fucked up. I. I yeah, I mean, there. When is that festival? I want to say it's next week, okay. or or two weeks from now. Like, yeah, I, I want to so say it's it's coming up very quickly. Maybe there's just like a little bit of time to, for them to redeem themselves if they want to. Not McKellar, but maybe some of the breweries that are participating. Well, I know I know McKellar released a statement. I didn't read it. I, yeah. I just know that I, they did. Yeah, I heard feedback about that statement, which was that. The feedback was that the the site that committed the offense hasn't said anything. So overarching McKellar said it, but the specific site in the U.S. that 
that committed the offense did not say anything yet. And the person who was accused is still employed there. That's fucked so, up. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. No, I think that's it's one thing to make an apology. It's another thing really to take action. So really respect the fact that collective arts has pulled out. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, uh, you know, as this goes across the next few days, people will start to come to their senses. But yeah, right. I and mean, it's, it's wild and I'm just happy that we live in an area and I think in a beer community that is doing what you're supposed to do, which is like taking actual actions and steps and not just releasing statements on the internet. And the other thing, the other thing about it is this, this episode is not going to be released probably for a couple of days. So Mm -hmm. anything that changes between now and, what we're talking about right now. And then, then I will stand behind. Honestly, like if if people come forward and change their opinions, that's great. And, and that's what we should be doing. I don't think at the end of the day, I, and I don't want to get like political about this or anything like that, but I think that you need to be able to atone for your sins Mm -hmm. at some point. And I think that you need to really like, you know, peel back. What is the actual problem? And yeah. that's that's where these movements have come completely into the forefront, right? Brave noise is about making noise about a problem. And really yeah. it, it it is talking about these issues, right? I I can't tell you how many times in the early 20 teens that I sat at a bar and I ordered a, a sour and my wife orders an IPA. And I get the IPA and she gets the sour. Like that's oh, yeah. just how it is. It's ridiculous. That happens in our house too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it does. And that's the mm-hmm. fucked up thing about it is my wife can drink me under the table. I guarantee that. <laughs> I, I'm not even like debating this. I drink a lot more than she does, but she can uh-huh. absolutely drink the the stronger, the better, the the more hoppy, like Whenever yeah. I whenever I introduced her to IPAs, it was like mm-hmm. pulling teeth. Don't get me wrong, okay. And and she will she will vet all of this. But there was a point where I was like, yeah, you know what, palate wrecker is too much for me. And she goes, no, give me three more. I need <laughs> you know, like that's so like women <laughs> deserve to be in beer. Yeah, POCs deserve to be in beer. Everybody deserves beer. How how are we even having this conversation? Like that's fucked up. I know. Well, you know, the problem is we haven't been inclusive for so long that right. people just think that it's okay. Right, but <laughs> the, but the problem. old heads, the old heads of the industry, even even people that are older than me in the industry are already seeing this, right? Like yeah. how how is somebody who's been so well established like McKellar, right? Not made that change how are you still going oh yeah here's a sour for the lady like that's that's so that's fucked up that's at the core of what it is that is fucked Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's i mean i think that it's great to be an ally and to support all these causes and so that's i mean that's what took us to necromancer i wanted to support i wanted to support lauren because she worked so hard on putting the whole Lauren, the um, head brewer at Necromancer, to put the whole event together. And she, you know, she 
spearheaded brewing the beer and she was trying to encourage other people to do it. And then they donated some of the proceeds to the diversity council in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So it was really, it was really nice what they had put together. The diversity council is another thing that I feel like needs to be looked at, right? Like that, that's something that needs to happen across the industry. Mm -hmm. I think that every city deserves to have that. I think that every like uh, brewery guild or whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, the, the collective of breweries in certain areas need to have that diversity council. And yeah. I, I know uh, Sydney, I know Adam, um, you know, like the, the couple of people that I know who are on the diversity council are really doing it. What? And I hate to say it like the right way, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing it in a way that is not offending the casual craft beer drinker, but it's also not like letting people slide to be like these ignorant assholes. You know what I mean? Well, what they're, what they're doing is they're changing the culture. They're yeah. changing the culture in a way that is going to be well accepted by everyone, which I think is really great. I think they're doing a really nice job. Yeah. So and I think it's, I think it's not, it, it, it's not aggressive to the point where it's like, Oh God, I don't want to say this. Uh, all right. So what I mean is I think it's aggressive to the point that it makes a statement, but mm -hmm. not, not so aggressive that it turns people off from the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely ways to approach things and there's definitely ways to introduce, I don't know, for some people, these are new concepts unfortunately for right. them. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And yeah. I, I think they uh, very artfully and well-planned and well thought out and well thought out ways present these, uh, these issues and, um, you know, again, help to initiate changes that improve the culture of the craft beer community in general. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're doing a nice job. And I think the brave noise movement needs to be in the forefront more, but yeah, for sure. The fact that this event was part of the, the craft beer week in Pittsburgh is mm -hmm. a huge step. That's, that's mm -hmm. a big thing. And I don't think that, well, if I'm being real honest, I think that people kind of overlooked that event. Uh, yes, I would agree. And I was actually shocked to me too. Me too. Honest. I showed because, up. I showed up at like six o'clock. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting to find parking Same. at Necromancer because I knew that this place was going to be crazy. And Same. it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. But they, they are really doing some cool stuff. And I, mm -hmm. I really have to say that like the event itself was very fun. Yeah. I the DJ was awesome. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, I think that next time, I just think more people need to hear about it, maybe. I don't know. I definitely thought we weren't going to be able to find parking when we got there as yep. well. I thought it was going to be packed. I thought it was going to be, like, literally insane. It wasn't what I expected, but I still thought it was a really nice event. And I feel bad for everybody else that missed out. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 
Honestly, um, like I was super disappointed to have to go home early that night because mm-hmm. I was because you left right when we got there. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm sorry. You guys showed up and we were on yep. our way out, and it was just one of those things where like Sarah had to work in the morning, and I I have to kind of go the way yeah, that she what, goes. What was done was done. But Get it. but there's a whole weekend to go. Yeah, there is. And you also missed the Hot Farm Disco Boogie Party. Right. Which heard amazing. Yeah, I heard it was incredible. I I heard the Hot Farm was the place to be that night. So they they have a new space. So they have their regular tap room, but attached to the tap room, they have this huge space. And it was, uh, it, I haven't seen a dance party like that since the before times, since before COVID. <laughs> it was wild. It was so fun. There was, there was a guy in a blue powdered suit on roller skates, just like scooting around. Wait, are we talking like Dumb and Dumber blue powder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. He had like a, he put, had like an Afro on and he, you know, so he had the whole get up <laughs> and the music was very fun. And, um, they had, you know, hot farm has a, um, side pour. So they were doing no. milk pours. Maliko pours. Yep. Maliko pour. Ah, uh, yep. I still so don't know how to those. pronounce it. I, I still don't know how to pronounce it. I am assuming that's how it's pronounced. I just went, went for it. I think you can just call them milk pours because I think Maliko means milk in whatever it is. Czechoslovakian? Yes. Uh, So we did that and that was fun. And I just felt like there were so many people there. Again, I feel like we ran into the same people all week, which was also very fun. Yes. It's to see like our friends every single day. But Hot Farm was bumping. It was lit for sure. It was very fun. And that was probably, um, and that was uh, Byron one Nash's, of my highlights. Byron Nash's yeah. band played, right? So yeah, yeah, they played in the beginning, and then there was a DJ towards the end. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I know I've I've seen Byron around at the events, mm-hmm. especially leading up to this. Uh, like I know they did the uh, his band played the pop up at uh, McKee's Rocks. For oh, okay. The beers of the Berg when they were doing mm-hmm. the traveling beer garden thing. The and beer market? Yeah, the beer market. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like everything about this like event just seemed like it was just coming together. Everything, everything about the music, the beer, the collaborations, all of it was just culminating in this weekend. And yep. so we we roll into Saturday, right? And Saturday oh, yes. was Saturday was kind of a little bit light, I would say. I mean, it was it was still packed with yeah. events. But for me it was light. <laughs> but yeah, like, I needed I it needed one a of bit those, of a light Saturday coming off of Friday at Hop Farm. It was one of those things where yeah, you can't do everything. But right. there there's enough to do on Saturday. And that's that's right. what I liked about it was that it wasn't like you had to go to every event. Mm-hmm. But if you showed up to one, you had enough, you know? You had a good experience. 
Yeah, I was a little bummed that I missed out on the event happening at East End. They had that, uh, they had like a, what was it called? All, all. Oh, the food sweater, and beer. Sweaters recommended fall beer food patio fest where they did pairing. Yeah. And that sounded very fun. And again, I couldn't be everywhere. And then Abjuration did the um, hop terpene study thing. Yes. Where they had all those specialty beers. Is that how you say that? Mm, I don't know. You should stop asking me. (laughs) Just go with it. (laughs) I I need to know how to say terpenes or terrapins or. Oh, it might be terrapin. Terpenes. 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 Yeah, maybe someone can fact check us later. <laughs> Let us know. Yes, uh, but that that one sounded super cool too. But also, the one that we ended up at together, uh-huh. right, was Lincoln Avenue's Oktoberfest. Yes. Uh, Lincoln Avenue is, in fact, six minutes from my house. So if Which anybody, I did not know. If anybody who's listening to this ever shows up there. Just text me. I'll be there in six minutes. Uh, Have you been to breakfast there? Have you been to brunch there? We did. uh, No, no, I've never had brunch there. There? I've had had their other food and their food is absolutely the reason to go. Don't get me wrong. Like their beer, their beer is good. good. Their beer is good. Their food is fucking phenomenal. Their Their pickle dip. Their food will kick you in the taint and then give you a little tickle. (laughs) Like I'm not even kidding. (laughs) What an insane way to describe food. <laughs> it was utterly. I'm just, I'm just glad that you laughed. I was, I was really worried that you were going to be like, oh my God, he just said taint. Oh my God, he said taint. <laughs> no, I work in healthcare. I know what a taint is. The grundle, the, <laughs> the fleshy fun bridge. All right. Now you're, now you're, you're entering into the, the, the duodenum. The zone. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Wait, what's the actual medical term? The uh, I, I truly don't know. Per, perineum, the perineum. So yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's not duodenum. <laughs> no, that's in your intestines. <laughs> yeah. The perineum is your taint. It, mm-hmm. We just you just learned something on this episode. There we go. We're teaching people. <laughs> but anyway, we went to Lincoln Avenue Oktoberfest. They said they um they. Blocked off that whole street, which was so nice. So it was like a little street festival. Yeah, which I thought. Was and they cool. do that. They do that a lot. Yeah, they actually close. They that did that street for their down. anniversary party too. I think. Yep. Which I didn't go to, but I I gotta say their their aesthetic is something of like it's like a it's like a club, but you don't have to belong to show up. You know, like like everybody is just so nice. The whole the whole atmosphere oh, is just like. Just hug your neighbor. Like, it doesn't matter who you're standing next to. You're going to know that person by the time you leave. Like, mm-hmm. all of that, like, all of that is just, it's, it's street fest. It's very much like, oh, a, yeah. it's a block party. It's a, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the easiest way I can say it. Like, like Pittsburgh knows what a block party is. If you oh, don't know what, a, if you don't know what a block party is and you want to message me about it, I'll explain it more, but that's mm-hmm. fine. But man, that the Oktoberfest, the beer itself, Phenomenal. Uh-huh. Which they I had, think was another Marzen. It was. Yeah. Okay. Oktoberfest yeah. is a Merzen. Um, okay. Which I learned is the right way to say that. Oh, see? 
okay, me so, just walking around. Be, I'm just, you know, I just say things really confidently, and then I just pretend like that's how you say it. So I, I appreciate. No, no, no. Okay. You're you're very American about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I was told I was told by a lovely gentleman who had uh ger- who had taken German in high school and college. Oh wow! That it is Mertzen. Meritzen. Okay. There's a T in there that's obviously not in the actual word. Um, (laughs) Apparently, that's how you say it. I don't know. Okay. Ask Adrian about it. But it was very good. I thought it was very, um, you know, sometimes they get like almost too multi. Right. It was some of them where you can't like have multiple. It was. Very, very drinkable. It was perfect for a block party. Yes. So you yeah. can have like a bunch and, you know, just relax and feel good about it. And yeah, I thought it was a really nice beer. And yet, and, and yet, we both had the uh, barrel shot. The barrel shot. Mm-hmm. I took a bunch home. <laughs> a bunch? <laughs> How much is a well, bunch? Just two. I took two home. <laughs> we drank one. I gotta say, I after reading my Instagram post later on that night, I did not get a bottle for free. I just gotta throw that out there, listeners. I didn't even see. It. I did. I must have missed that. Oh, there's a train. Well, I, I must have missed that. <laughs> no, I said. Uh, so I said I got a free sticker and bottle shot, and it sounded what? like it it, it. it. The way it read, it sounded like I got the bottle for free. I didn't get the bottle for free. I paid for the bottle. You paid for the bottle. I, I witnessed that. I witnessed yes. that. And uh, another good beer. It's a great beer. Very smooth. Yeah. For an 11% barrel aged town. Yeah. 12 months barrel aged. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not a low, like some people will punch out their first barrel aged beer at like six months and it's mm-hmm. not okay. Like 11th hour. They it's did that. Okay. They did that. And it's not okay because honestly, you need time to develop in the barrel. And yeah. this this one really hit it at the one year mark, and I, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Don't get me wrong, I'm surprised, but it was it was very um, smooth, mm-hmm. but still had the barrel character. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really nice. I liked it a lot, and and you know Ben doesn't drink a lot of barrel aged stuff. I'll, I'll have a whiskey every once in a while, and and that is pretty much his worst nightmare. So when it comes to really boozy stouts and things like that, he tends to stay away from that. And he really enjoyed this. I mean, we split, we got home and then we split that bottle by the fire and had like a very nice evening and it was great. It's just like, it was very smooth. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, for a first run at a barrel aged beer, Mm -hmm. I would say it's up there with, some of the ones that I've had from their first run. Uh, so that to me makes me more excited for what's to come from the yeah. have than mm-hmm. even then the beer itself. Like if it's still available, definitely grab a bottle, but if it's yeah. not like look forward to the next one because oh, yeah. that just means that it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, there's, yeah, cause they've only been open for two years. Right. So they've only had a chance to do this once. And they mm-hmm. nailed it the first time. Like that's that's impressive. And yeah, I, and really. I always say this. Um, I think one of the most underrated of the barrel aged beers is Grist House. And 
Grist House has been around for seven years. Okay. Right. And they're and they're doing a great job with it. Right? That Siberian Highway 17 that we had on the first four. I missed it. And now I'm really sad about it because you keep talking about it. I I gotta <laughs> say, uh that's that's on you because I, I definitely I definitely went, I'm going to Grist House. Let's go. Uh, and you were I like, think- no. I think I just sometimes don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> and I I need someone else to help direct me towards well, where to go. There were so many choices. When it comes but to anyway. barrel aged, you know who to go to. Uh, yeah, that's actually very true. Now, don't, okay. get, me, don't get me wrong. No, don't get me wrong. I, I literally got called out by Kurt, who is the, the head uh, brewmaster at Voodoo, for, uh-huh. for being an asshole. Because I miss uh, I, I I misquoted what Man Bear Pig was. Oh no, they're very they're very particular defensive. about the the neckbeards. The neckbeards are strong with voodoo, um, but I I did backtrack and 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 Kurt and I are all good. Apparently, I don't know. Well, and good. Next time That's- I see him, if he punches me in the face, then he punches me in the face. You know, I'm not going to swing back. Happens. I'm not going to swing back because I know. I fucked up. Okay. I said the wrong thing. I, I said what I thought and I didn't think about what I said. And that's mm. the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that does tend to be a problem. It, it, it really is. Um, especially when you're not, on a drinking podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I did not realize that Grist House did. I didn't, I, I don't think I even knew that they did barrel aged things you're wrong so maybe i've just been sleeping on that oh my god you absolutely have been the the okay. barrel the barreled souls well, i'm gonna figure that out i'm gonna work on myself i'm gonna take some time to really focus well on what's important in my life next time and that is going to be Christ house barrel age beers the next time we're in uh real life together yes i'm, I'm gonna bring because i have a uh, broken souls which is a collab with barreled souls and grist okay uh i have a can left of it i'm gonna bring that we're gonna drink it okay. and you're gonna you're okay. gonna experience what grist house brings to the table it's a can don't get me I wrong i feel like i've had broken souls then then you should know what you're getting into because grist house does i think i remember that was a very barrel aged stuff okay maybe i just didn't know what <laughs> you know you know the other thing is like brew gentlemen Brew Gentleman mm-hmm. does very good barrel aged stuff. Mm-hmm. It's also very hit or miss, and I don't oh. mean that in I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that there are some that hit just okay, and there mm-hmm. are some that hit well above that pay grade. And yeah, and they, so like Double Max is obviously one that everybody knows. Right, which is coming out soon. God, I hope so. I think I hope, isn't so. it? Yeah, no, I, I've heard. Um, if if anything, history repeats itself, and therefore we'll be seeing that in the next couple of weeks. But it'll be great. If uh, if nothing else, they do a very good stout. But they also did mm-hmm. uh, seven was a blend of barley wine and stout. Right for yeah, the anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. And I still have a bottle of it, so if you're around, we'll drink it. Jeez. 
Uh, yeah, Not at all. yeah, you know, I'm I'm a pretty good collector of barrels. On my way over right now. Okay. Uh, Ten o'clock at night. <laughs> you know where I live. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna wrap up this episode with uh, what is it? Saturday, right? The six pack. Oh, Sunday. Sunday was the six pack. Yes. Sunday was the six pack. This was the epic conclusion. It was a great event. I thought, so my thing with this event was not only was it six very good breweries, Mm -hmm. let alone my favorite in the city, Dancing Now, right? You guys all know this. You've listened to this podcast. You understand. (laughs) I do appreciate Dancing Gnome above all else. Anyway, Mm -hmm. point being, they got Grist House, Strange Roots, Dancing Gnome, Hitchhiker, Acrospire and Mastic Trail, right? For the Allegheny Trail six pack. Yep. This event was so well thought out. I yes. need I need one event like this every day next year. Period. It was very cool. There was the shuttle. It took you to all the places. Yep. They had the park set up where you had Acrospire and Mastic Trail who aren't really on that like as accessible as the other one, Millville, Sharpsburg. Well, they're not all on the same street is what it yes, comes that's, out. That's, yes, <laughs> that would be what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, but they're close enough that they're definitely part of the Allegheny tour, right? Yeah. And th- the biggest thing was they had 10 goddamn food trucks. Yeah. 10. Between all of them. Between all of the stops, you could absolutely eat your weight. In great food. Yeah. Yep. I, I had the say, most delicious sandwich from Brighton City or Brighton City. Bridge it was, Bridge City Brinery? Bridge City Brinery. There it is. Found it. <laughs> it was so good. It was they, so good. So we started our day at Grist House, right? And that's where Bridge City was. And they had a brunch menu, which was Stupid, so dumb, so incredibly good. I so these guys, I I know Mark and John. I think it's John. I I don't know. I know those guys pretty well to like talk to them and like every time I walk by, I'm like, hey guys, really want to eat your food. Thank you. <laughs> and so, thanks for being here. Right. And so I got a. Chicken and biscuit with egg on top brunch menu. And, and I this think thing, that's what I had for dinner. Oh my God. It was like. It was a biscuit with like a fried chicken. Yes. And then it was an, an egg open, on top. Open and it face. was like a sweet chicken. Yes. It had like it was the. Like a honey. Hot honey. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. God, it was so Jen, good. Jen, stop it. it. Oh my. So I, I want it now. Uh, but seriously, like. Bridge City Brinery might be my favorite food truck in the city right this very second. And yeah. I don't get me wrong. I love Blue Sparrow. Love mm-hmm. Blue Sparrow. I love Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh Sandwich Society. I yeah. absolutely will stab someone for Hootie and uh, the, the Blowfish Barbecue. For Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, for, for Blowfish Barbecue. For Blowfish. I will absolutely stab someone. But Bridge City might be above everybody else right it was, now. Right it now, was really good. That's just, I, I can't 
Like we're sitting at the bar at Grist House at noon on a Sunday. And I'm looking around and I'm going, where the fuck is everyone? Because it's Grist House on a Sunday. It's a beautiful day outside. Now, I understand the Steelers were playing downtown. Don't get me wrong. I I can account for that. There was nobody in the place. We were literally the only people at the bar. And there was some guy getting beer. And that was it. And I'm like shoveling this chicken into my mouth. And I got to say, like, if you haven't had Bridge City yet, find them this week. Right yeah. the fuck now. They're usually go, somewhere. Go, whatever, wherever you are listening, listening to this, if you're in your car, tell Siri to remind you to look it up when you get to where you're going. Because we honestly, should, we should just tell that we should tell her for them. Siri, <laughs> find Bridge City Brinery. Hey Siri, find Bridge City Brinery. You're welcome. And you're welcome. But at the end of the day, these guys are killing it. And that was the start of my Sunday, okay? That is a phenomenal start. Right? I crushed it out of the park. I Basically, basically I walked up to the plate as the leadoff hitter and hit a grand mm-hmm. slam somehow. Yep. I don't know how it happened. That is a winning Sunday. <laughs> All right, and then, did you hop the bus then and then go to uh, Strange Roots? No, no, we actually walked to Strange Roots because it's okay. it was such a beautiful day. Yeah. Sarah looked at me and she's like, do you want to just walk? And I was like, yep. And so we walked to Strange Roots, which is literally mm-hmm. like, it's like one block up and three blocks over to get yeah, to Strange Roots. It's, so it's, it's really not that far. Don't get me wrong. So we get to Strange Roots and we're hanging out and we run into our friends and we're drinking beers. And they're thinking about ordering Sandwich Society, who is at Strange Roots. It's permanently at Strange Roots. Which is, which is the most beautiful thing on the planet. And they also oh, had... Truly. They had the um, after-school special burrito, which is the one made with Fritos. Oh, I saw somebody had that on Instagram, and I, I kept saying that I very much wanted it, but I couldn't. We just didn't get there. It Shoot. was... That one, that one is one of my favorite burritos in the city. And I know that like Luke on Blue Sparrow makes a phenomenal chorizo burrito. Yeah. But the the after school special is just ground beef, cheese, rice, black beans, and Fritos. All you need. And that's all you need in life. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crunchy, it's sweet, it's savory, it's spicy, it's perfect. Um, so if I didn't eat bridge city, that would have been what I ate for the day. But mm-hmm. so we walked to strangers and then we turned back and we walked back to Gris house because we left something in the car for the guys at dancing gnome. And so we had to go back to the car. So we did drive over to dancing gnome after. Oh, that's right. Angel. Yeah. So, so we drove over to dancing gnome and dropped off what we had for the dancing gnome guys. Uh, had our beer there, and then we went to Hitchhiker, right? And that's where we ran into... No, I'm sorry. We went to Hitchhiker first, and then we ran into you at the park. At the park, yep. And that's kind of where we started. And then we almost did the opposite of what you did. But that was... I mean, the event was great. I mean, the weather was beautiful. I can't imagine 
how it would be in any other type of weather. So that was great for them. Yeah. Yeah. It really but worked the out. The shuttle bus was so nice and they were coming through like every 10 to 15 minutes. I think there were two of them. Yeah. I want to say, I, I want to say if there were, if they were every 20 to 30 minutes, it was two of them. But if it was every 10 to 15, there, there had to have been three. Really? Yeah. I mean, just, just log- logistically, like they were, they were there all the time. And like, we yeah. were, we were sitting at dancing gnome for a while cause we got our, our first draft and it was a half pour. And then we got a second draft half pour and the, the bus had come by three times in the time yeah. that it took us to drink two half pours. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine that it was maybe three, maybe four buses. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but either way they did. I mean, it was perfect. Cause it's, there's a lot of potential there for there to be not enough buses so that right. if you wanted to try to get all six so that you get the stamp so that you get the koozie so that you go in the drawing for the, they had like that really nice cooler that you wouldn't be able to do that if they weren't as frequent. But I thought it was just like a very nice, well planned out event I kept wanting to call it the Allegheny wine mixer, which was not correct. Right. Which, <laughs> I mean, it could have been correct, except that's already a place. Yes, that's already a place. And so we can't really call it that. So the, no. Allegheny, the Allegheny beer mixer. Allegheny six pack. Allegheny beer mixer. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, e- e- either way. Uh, great event. Top great to bottom. Event. Everybody was like, nobody was busy. I think that was the best part no. is that you could get in, you can get your beer, you can get on the bus again. Mm-hmm. And it was very well managed to the point where like when you dropped off your stamps, they were ready to go. Like um, Mike from dancing gnome. Mm-hmm. Was, Mike T. Yeah. Mike T was running the, the stand uh, in the park and uh, Brian from Gris house was there and um, Andy from hitchhiker. And it was just like everything about the day went smoothly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that anybody was really, like, overrun. Like, Hitchhiker was normal busy for a Sunday. Yeah. Dancing Gnome was probably slower than normal for a Sunday. And Grist House was definitely slower than normal for a Sunday. But, mm. again, it was an in-town Steeler game. I get that. But, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing start to finish was just a lot of fun to do. And That's and you fun. got to you got to hang out with the same kind of group of people and everybody kind of moved through the same spots. And I mean, there were some newbies to the scene. I think that, uh, I think there were a lot of people that came out for this event that yeah. were maybe not craft beer heads, which was cool. I think that's the idea Good. of the craft beer week, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I haven't had a chance to try Mastic trail yet. So I was really excited to have the opportunity to try some of their beers and Acris Bar I've only been to once. So it was just fun to go somewhere again. It's kind of like the first, the kickoff event, the first pork where there are beers that I've wanted to try, but since they're all so far away, sometimes you just can't get to them. Right. So it was nice to have them like all in one place. Yeah. To try different things. And I think that was like the, it was a solidifying event to like really try the Allegheny trail again, mm-hmm. because like I want, I want to go see Acrospire. I want to go see, Mastic Trail. And I know Acrospire yeah. has, uh, they just did a honeycomb to build out their tap room. And so that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. But I also like the first pour event because I, I got a lot of places like uh, Insurrection that I don't get to very often. I got, uh, you know, 
the the South Hill stuff that isn't really on my radar most of the time, but Mm -hmm. it's still really good beer. Like it's never anything that I would knock for not being good. It's just that I've never been there because it's far away from me. It's across a bridge and through a tunnel. Right. I would never go through a tunnel. It's hard for some people. I mean, you don't, if if I don't have to go through a tunnel for good beer, then I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jen, I got to say, absolute pleasure having you on tonight. Yeah, this uh, we're, has been great. We're hitting the uh, critical mass of the episode here. Uh, we are at about an hour and 40 minutes. So, Oh, my God. I got to say. Uh, that has been too long. <laughs> thank you to Pittsburgh uh, Breweries, uh, Brewer, Brewers Guild. Brewers Guild. Uh, you guys put on a hell of an event. Um, it everything, so hard. Everything was awesome. I'm really glad that I was a part of it. Um, And you guys have been so responsive on Instagram and Facebook and everything, Mm -hmm. like questions, whatever, like posts you guys have been reposting. It's wonderful. To all of our followers, uh, I got to say real quick here, shout out, uh, Fueled by Hops, we are still an affiliate. We have our code, the weekly recap, or if you like Jen better, you can use Hello Brutiful PGH. Both of us (laughs) will get you 20% off. Uh, on the Fuel by Hop shop. You I have to choose. <laughs> if you do choose, you chose rule. I'm sorry, you chose wrong. And uh, <laughs> therefore, uh, the other one will hate you. But Jen is, Jen is way cooler than I am. So you can definitely choose her and, and I'm not going to feel shame. Uh, but at the end uh, of this episode, it is episode 156. Of the weekly recap, if I'm wrong, I'm going to edit this. But if I'm, no, it's your podcast. You tell me. Yeah, I know. I I forgot to post last week's. Or I didn't forget. I'm sorry. I've been very uh, busy with other things, family, busy. personal stuff. And uh, um, you know, we recap this week, and maybe next time we talk, we'll be uh, recapping the cooking table event. I oh. think there are still tickets. For the second session, if people want to drink the cookie table, which is the next big event on November 6th. Yes, right? November 6th. Um, yep. It is sold out for the first session. I'm in the mm-hmm. first session. Same. But, oh, yeah, we got a party. See you there. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah. So, but second session is still rolling. Get your tickets. Uh, the answer is going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how much more do I have to say? Uh, but no, there's there's some kick-ass collabs. Um, I definitely have not been like drooling over the Bash Brews collabs, though. The um, they did a pumpkin cheesecake stout, I think. And oh yeah, yeah. It's well, <laughs> it's Jason I- in a Star Trek uniform, and I just think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, I got to uh, collab with Altered Genius and the Pie Place. Yes. Which is great. And we're doing an apple pie mm, ale. I think it was, it's something between a blonde and, and, you know, mixing it up a little bit, but it's going to be really good. I can't wait. I, I'm very mm-hmm. excited because I've never had anything from Altered Genius. Yeah. Um, the nicest people ever. I, so great. I, I just hope the beer is just as nice. That's all. 
But me too. I I gotta say uh, this this event is going to be super fun. Um, this is the Fueled Fest four one two reimagined. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we gotta go hard for Jerry and the like, right? Like everybody in the group, you guys have been super awesome about this. Uh, I just I I can't wait to hang out with all these people that I know from Fueled by Hops, and really just lean into it because I know I'm going to be a sloppy mess by the end. That's just how it's (laughs) going to go. But this event, Ryan, this is really Ryan's baby. And if it Mm -hmm. does well enough, and I think it will, because he really, he found the niche in this. And I, I, I don't care if it's a sour beer. I don't care if it's a stout. I don't care if it's an IPA that's flavored with pies. I am down for the dessert beers Mm -hmm. and I am ready to just, lean into diabetes with this. Like <laughs> not to say not to say that diabetes isn't serious and and really take care of yourself, but at the end of the day, this is what this festival is leaning into. Uh, <laughs> Jen is all, losing all of it. the backtracking. All of the backtracking today. <laughs> right. All right. So no, you're fine. Jen. We're all gonna go and we're gonna be on a big sugar high yes. slash uh, you know, booze high and it's going to be super fun. We're very excited. <laughs> so, uh, if we, if you're going to the first session of drink the cookie table, find me, find Jen, we'll be hanging out mm-hmm. together for sure. Uh, for sure. and, uh, well, maybe we'll have some merch to, to hand out to you. Jen, I know you got stickers. I know I, I have, have stickers. I have some keychains, and, uh, that's about it. But, Jen, thank you so much for being the first guest podcaster on the weekly recap since Alex's retirement. And big shoes to feel to fill, you know? I big shoes. I understand. I mean, he has very large feet, but we don't need to really dig on him about that because yeah, let's I feel not like say he's gonna be things about him because he's never gonna listen to this, so that's just me. <laughs> Yes, he will definitely never listen to this. All right, I am signing off, guys. We are going to raise a glass. This is the uh, Gateway Clipper Permanent Hangover Three Rivers Beer Week collab glass clinking for the first time on the weekly recap. Cheers to you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Thank you, Jen. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Hold up. 